Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags. And today we're continuing our positional breakdown and we're going to be talking about the inside linebacker position. And Wags, this is a position of intrigue. Uh, earlier this week, Christian Kirksey was uh, released from the team. So no doubt about it, we are guaranteed we're going to see at least a little bit of turnover uh, at ILB for the Packers in 2021. Yeah, and no surprise, right, with the amount of money that the Packers invested in Kirksey. It looked like it was going to be a one-year deal unless he earned that second year. Uh, and uh, just diving right into it, why don't we start with Christian? If you look at this past season, Unfortunately, his performance just didn't live up to, I think, what we were hoping to get. It was a high-risk, high-reward signing at the time. It wasn't a ton of money that they invested into Kirksey, but um, certainly was a guy that we were hoping would anchor the middle of the defense. And unfortunately, due to some injuries and, and quite frankly, uh, performance on the field, uh, he just wasn't quite able to get it done. So um, uh, I would say that uh, based on the fact that the Packers moved on from Christian Kirksey, it would be safe to say that, uh, you know, he had a few moments, uh, certainly, but um, just uh, wasn't able to deliver, I think, uh, what we were hoping when we signed him last offseason. Yeah, uh, he played a little better when they moved him over to the will position. Uh, he was in the right place in the right time with a couple key interceptions throughout the year. Uh, but the injury history wags, it, coupled with, Petten no longer being there as coordinator. I, I think uh, those were two things combined that just, and, and then of course the, the money, uh, it just, it, it wasn't going to work out for him. And we, we kind of knew he was going to be gone, I think after, after this year. And one of the main reasons I think that he can be gone is because we had an emergence of a couple of young guys that played some pretty good football down the stretch for the Packers. And um, that's where I, I think I want to focus some of our attention here today is um uh, let's start, maybe start with Chris Barnes because he played a lot of snaps for the Packers, undrafted free agent out of UCLA, and uh, didn't make the the roster out of camp. was was a camp guy or was a um, practice squad guy, but they called him up before the first game. He got the start, and I thought um, the the Packers just relied more and more on Chris as the season progressed. And I mean, what say you? Because he he really impressed me. He played some good football, I thought, for the Packers overall, uh, especially uh, for, for a rookie undrafted guy. Yeah, when he got elevated before week one and was then started in week one, that was really a surprise. You and I both liked Chris when we did our undrafted free agency preview before he had even come into rookie camp, said, here's a guy to look out for, uh, this kid out of UCLA, and uh, he made us look good. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look at his season, he battled a few, uh, injuries. He ended up playing in 13 games, started 10. And I think overall, uh, he was just made his presence felt, uh, when he was out there. He was around the football. He was attacking, but, you know, he made, uh, mistakes just like every player is going to from time to time. Um, but I felt like where he made mistakes were things that were, um, very correctable and you could see that he was uh, just playing at a higher and higher level over the course of the season where it wasn't just flying to the ball and making the tackle but then being in the wrong position uh where uh, you know is what you would expect to see from any rookie that's put out there uh, very early in his career uh over the course of the season it felt like chris uh, the mental part of the game uh, started to click with him a little bit so i'm really excited 
to see uh, if he's able to continue to develop. Um, he has a lot of the intangibles that we're looking for. And I just like his aggressiveness. Uh, he's always moving downfield. He's not afraid to take on blockers um, and uh, try to work through blockers, which is so important. Back to at middle linebacker level, uh, playing with some physicality and moving downhill. Uh, you know, you can live with mistakes um, if you're being a little bit overly aggressive at times because uh, that's also uh, what helped him to make a lot of the plays that he did. Uh, as long as those can be limited and corrected. And to me, what I saw from Chris over the course of the season is that he was taking that coaching. So it's pretty evident to me that although I wouldn't say he's a lock to be starting uh, at the inside linebacker position next season, if he continues to develop with a full offseason program, uh, I, I think he's a guy that the Packers should feel, feel pretty good about uh, going into year two. Man, he's tough as, as nails, too. Uh, you know, the club on the hand, I think some rib and chest stuff that he dealt with. He kind of just walked through it all. You can tell that he loves the game. Um, one of the knocks on him, I think, and one of the reasons he went undrafted was the fact that he's a little undersized for the position, but he plays a lot bigger than that. Um, so hopefully, you know, the some of these injuries um, aren't aren't nagging and aren't, aren't something that stick with him because I, I thought the defense just looked different when he was on the field wags. I, I they they did, and they trusted him with the green dot on his helmet. I mean, he was calling in plays, which is uh, rare for an undrafted guy. So, um, you know, just just really like him, and I agree. I don't know if he's going to – he'll be battling in camp uh, for, for a starting spot. We're going to be learning, I think, more about what um, the new defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Barry, wants the Packers to do. So that, you know, is going to be something we'll keep an eye on. But um, he's definitely proved that he deserves to be on an NFL roster, and um, I think he's going to make a, a year-two jump and play even better. Um Another rookie that we had, uh, Kamal Martin Wags, the fifth round guy, played uh, from Minnesota. So we were kind of already known a little bit about him as Badger fans. But uh, Kamal was a guy who I thought once was able to get on the field, he can thump. So I think he's a little different kind of player maybe than uh, Chris Barnes. But what were your impressions of Kamal uh, in his rookie season with the Pack? It's easy to see why he was kind of the talk of the defense in camp and had just a standout camp before, unfortunately getting injured uh, right before week one. So he missed the first six weeks of the season. But uh, here's a guy that you're right, kind of brings some physical attributes that uh, the other guys in this position group may not um, just in terms of overall size and physicality, but also the speed that he has. Um, Kamal plays very instinctually and he's an extremely aggressive player. I I think almost a little bit more so than what I mentioned on Chris Barnes, that aggressiveness shot him in the foot a few times. Uh, and I think that probably limited his ability to stay on the field and get as many snaps as, as perhaps he would have liked here in year one. It's awfully tough, though, when you miss a good chunk of the season, especially in your rookie year, to come back mid-season and try to – um, make an impact and carve out a rule for yourself. So I think um, to that point, you've got to give Kamal a ton of credit and the coaching staff um, a credit as well for trusting him uh, to go out there and perform. Uh, but I think, you know, if he's able to, you know, take that leap from just understanding the game and letting it slow down for him a little bit and uh, making the right cuts and the right reads, um, his ability to be disruptive 
is something we haven't seen at the inside linebacker position in a long, long time. Uh, so I think the he's got a ton of upside. It's just for me going to depend on whether he's able to make that next step in really understanding the right way to play the game and when it's appropriate to take those calculated risks and trust his instincts versus when he's got to, you know, um, you know, take a step and understand what the offense is trying to do um, and uh, and really make the right call and the right read. So um, I saw a lot of what you would expect, again, any rookie uh, to do out there in terms of some of the mistakes. But uh, from what he's able to do from a physicality standpoint and what he's able to do to be disruptive, uh, he looks like the type of guy that can be an impact level player at the inside linebacker position. And Dane, I don't say that lightly. Um, I, I I don't know if he will get there um, on a consistent basis, but uh, from, from some of the plays that he made, that's not something that your every um, day uh, linebacker will be able to do uh, in terms of getting tackles for a loss, uh, getting his hands on the football. Um, you know, I've got a, a lot of excitement about what Kamal Martin potentially could bring and now it's just a matter of seeing him put it all together here and uh, seeing if he's able to uh, deliver on Sundays in year two that's great no it's 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 exciting right I think that we uh, we both were were yearning for a little bit um, more consistent um, and impactful middle linebacker play from previous seasons and um, I thought that um it's encouraging to have two young guys like that that were able to kind of make, you know, some of those big strides and impact in in year one for the Packers. Um, Looking ahead then to somebody who's been on the roster, a friend of our pod, Ty Summers, um, got some some spot opportunity uh, on the base defense, but also continued to show why, um, you know, he's able to earn a roster in year two. Roster spot was special teams. He played, I thought, was one of the shining examples on special teams unit that was uh, maligned. He played more snaps, I think, than anybody on special teams um, this season. He was right up there. Um, Definitely was, was, um, you know, comfortable in that role. And I expect him to, um, you know, continue down down that that path um, in, in year three. Uh, but Wags, I, I guess I, I'm curious from from your end because I, I thought that Ty, you know, he played a lot even in the NFC Championship game uh, in that base in that base defense. I thought when he played, um, he played well. Uh, but I think that they wanted to take a look at some of these young guys, uh, these, these much younger guys as well. So I guess uh, all that's to say, I thought it was a good year too for Ty. Uh, in since he was able to to continue to make an impact for this Packers defense, but also on the special teams, and I, I got to think that that's a place where he's going to be able to earn his keep for for um, you know th- this year and, and potentially in the future as well, uh, because he seems to just be sound uh, there uh, on the special teams unit, particularly in kick and punt coverage. Yes, and Ty is a guy that when he's gotten out there, he's a tackle machine. He can get the job done. I think one of the things that he struggles a little bit with, uh, to be honest with you, it's just speed, uh, being able to stay with guys at the NFL level. When he's called on to cover a wide receiver coming over the middle or a running back, um, I thought he actually held his own really well, uh, particularly uh, he got some extended run against the Saints early in the season. Uh, and then late in the season, uh, he got a, a little bit longer of a look as well um, in a couple of opportunities. And, 
you know, that to me is something that if he fits really well uh, with Coach Barry's scheme, there's a place for Ty Summons on the field. Um, it, it's just going to be a situation where who's his running mate uh, and who else is he around him and what are his responsibilities. Um, Ty is smart enough uh, to understand where he needs to be on the field, um, and he is physical enough to make the plays. Um, it's just a matter of is he being put in the best position by the coaching staff where he's not being asked to cover Alvin Kamani out of the backfield. Um, and that's a difficult enough assignment for anyone, um, at anyone at a linebacker position. Um, and so to me, it's just going to be a situation where if he fits in with what Joe Barry wants to do and whoever's lined up next to him, whether that be a Kamal Martin or a Chris Barnes or, you know, another rookie or a, a free agent that maybe they bring in, um, if they can fit well together and schematically, uh, he fits really well with what Coach Perry wants to do. He's got as good a shot as anyone getting out onto the field and earning a starting position next year. Um, so I think Ty will definitely uh, be both fighting for a spot on this roster because of his special team prowess, but also is someone that, as a football player, I really like what he can bring to the field. It's just a matter of, is he in the right scheme to be successful? And is that going to be with the Packers? Uh, so we will find out. But I think, you know, he could be a name to quietly be watching out for. He's coming into mm-hmm. his third season. And um, if he fits really well uh, with, with maybe some of the adjustments that are going to do defensively, um, I I would not be shocked to see him, uh, you know, emerge as someone that might be out on the football field a little bit. Yeah, and I, I, I would agree with you, um, and I think all the reason – we're talking about three guys here who collectively have four years of NFL experience, but they've got a lot of snaps between the three of them. All of a sudden, they're young, but they have a lot of NFL experience, right? All three of them played pivotal roles for the Packers, and that all the more reason – and I know we're talking more review right now, but all the more reason right there that I don't think the Packers are going to be investing um, early – in the inside linebacker position. Um, They do like to seemingly carry four uh, inside linebackers at a time. So I think there's going to be some kind of an investment there, Uh, but I just, I I don't see it happening because I think they've got three guys there that they can put in and, uh, and play some real snaps um, for them. And I, I mean, do you disagree with that? I mean, I, I think that they're, they're comfortable with where they're at right now. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I would say mid round is probably where they're looking at somewhere. Like Kamal Martin this year, right? Exactly. They're going to look for value. And uh, to be honest, as strange as it sounds, I know that some Packer fans get frustrated with not investing in the inside linebacker group. You've got to make choices somewhere on this roster. And I feel a lot more confident in this inside linebacker group um, going into this offseason and and eventually into next season uh, than I did last year. I'll tell you that much. And, um, and it wasn't just because Blake Martinez left. I, and it, you have to look beyond just tackles. I know Blake Martinez had another huge year on the number of tackles he made. Look, Chris Barnes in 13 games and in many of those games, he wasn't getting a ton of snaps, uh, got 80 tackles this year. <laughs> um, Inside linebackers make tackles. If they're out there for 16 games, I expect them to be productive. Uh, to mm-hmm. me, it's about are they making plays and actually having an impact and being able to either, um, you know, t- 
turn the turn the uh, uh, opposition back. Um, hopefully in both phases of the game, but specifically either in the run or the pass game. Uh, and I think uh, we've got a couple of guys in Kamal Martin and Chris Barnes particularly that have the ability, maybe not proven quite yet, but have the ability to be multidimensional uh, in both the run and the pass game. So uh, from that perspective, I'm pretty excited by what they can bring and, and what we're going to do moving forward. Uh, one guy we haven't talked about yet, who I'm not sure will be in the plans of the Packers, but more than likely is going to be kind of on the fringes of the roster uh, for some time yet is Oren Burks. Uh, he is someone that early in his career, it looked like was going to be given an opportunity. Injuries have just been such a factor in what his uh, opportunities have been. And I feel like Oren is, is kind of uh, to the point now where it's unlikely that the Packers are probably going to be investing in bringing him back onto the roster. Um, you know, there's, you don't want to say never say never. Um, he's, he's a guy that from a number of years from the league standpoint, has more experience than any of the other three guys we talked about, but it feels like he's actually played less football than any of them. Um, as strange as that is to say. So um, I, his ship, may have sailed at this point. Now he's going to be on his third defensive coordinator since he's been a member of the Packers. Um, so in a way, uh, perhaps he gets a fresh opportunity with a new defensive coordinator. But uh, I think uh, it's probably more likely than not that Oren Burks is going to be looking for a job somewhere else. You know, he's going to be interesting. And in with him, he, I believe, ended up probably playing more snaps with the base defense as an edge than an inside linebacker this season. He's still considered an inside linebacker, played a lot of special teams. But, um, Wags, what that means to me is they're trying to find a spot, for him, right? That That's what that means. So um, I wonder if it's official and they move him over and give him some work um, at an edge, especially if Preston Smith is no longer, uh, you know, in, in the cards long term with the Packers. I don't know what's going to happen there, uh, but I'm going to be curious to see where they work him out in camp. Uh, he's still under contract. So we'll see what happens with Oren, but um, I agree. I think that the inside linebacker, um, uh, that ship's probably sailed. It, it seems like they've, they've tried. I don't know if there was enough trust in him there in the inside linebacker spot. So now maybe they'll try him somewhere else. He did play a lot of snaps on special teams. As I mentioned, he was actually the, um, um, from pro bowl perspective, they, he was the one listed as the person you could vote for, uh, uh, for the pro bowl. I thought it would have been Ty Summers to be totally honest with you. Uh, but they, they had Oren as that person, but, um, We'll, we'll consider him an inside linebacker until he's not, but um, I got to think his future, if he's going to have one with the Packers, is going to be continuing in special teams, but also an edge spot. And Wags, I think it's going to be a competitive spot out there, and we'll be talking about the edge in the future. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of guys fighting for a chance to, to earn a spot there uh, on the edge. So I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, and he doesn't make all that much money, but he's also someone that if they need to free up just a little bit of uh, extra money. He's potentially a pre or post June cut designated player. So that's something. I know like Josh Jackson to. that yes. we talked about last uh, week in our corner. Not, not, I don't think terribly likely because again, it's not a lot of money that they would free up, but if it's going to make the difference between getting someone they need and not, uh, that, that could be something to look out for. But I, as things stand, you know, Oren's coming into uh, his fourth season. Uh, with the Packers. So he's going to be playing out 
Uh, this, I believe, will be the final year of his rookie contract. Uh, so he's someone that, you know, I, I expect to be competing. Um, so it'll be interesting. Uh, it, it's He's got an uphill battle uh, in terms of trying to compete for a position at the inside linebacker group. But stranger things have happened, you know, so I'm never going to uh, write someone off. Uh, he certainly has the physical ability um, based on the production of the special teams. Uh, he's got speed. He's got size. There's a reason they invested in him as an early round draft pick uh, back when they did. Um, it's just a matter of uh, putting it all together and seeing if he's able to uh, take the next step and figure out a way to contribute on, on, the, on the team in that base defense, whether that be inside linebacker or as a mid. So, um, Dane, what do you think is going to be the strategy? And we talked a little bit about this with the cornerback group. Uh, we're going to need to add uh, to this position group, no doubt about that. Do you feel like they will just stick to you drafting uh, to you build depth or try to add to this group? Or is there a possibility that they uh, target someone a la efficient towards the last year in the free agency? Uh, you know, it's a good question. And, um, you know, before we go into that, Dejan Harris, uh, number 59, practice squad guy, play, came up with the COVID um, stuff, and he was a rookie. So he, he was able to come up a couple times just with the, the expanded rosters. Um, he might be somebody who's competing with Oren Burks, so that's why I want to make sure I mention him. Uh, he didn't play a lot of, like, snaps, but they kept him around. They brought him back. They brought him back for a reason, right? He's a 230-pound guy, went to Arkansas, um, played some special teams for us this year. So um, I'll just be curious to see what he does. Um if he, you know, going, going into camp and if he shows, but then speaking of that, I need to look at what the free agents look like wags to your, your question and, and see what's out there. I got to think that I, I, so a couple things. Goody mentioned, he's like, we're, we're hoping to see improvement from our middle linebacker group um, going into 2021, but he didn't, he didn't specify if it was from that group or if they were looking to add a, a bunch of guys. I don't see them adding or spending significant capital on it because if you're signing a, a veteran, they're kind of getting in the way at times of the, the young development of the three guys, are kind of our core three in um, Martin, Barnes, and, and Summers. So maybe they add somebody that's that's a less expensive option. Uh, but, Wags, I think that you're right. We're probably looking more in the draft or heck, even undrafted free agency again, since they just hit on Chris Barnes, and um, maybe they hit a gem. But I think they're probably pretty comfortable uh, with the with the the big three that we've talked about. I, I think that those guys have shown enough that we could have won a Super Bowl this year with those three guys as our inside linebackers. And if that's the case with the the cap issues that we were facing right now, I just think that we need to invest in other spots. I agree. Um... Goody said that, and then we got Joe Barry as the defense coordinator. And I know that there's, you and I included are, are not 100% sold on, on Joe. And, and, you know, look, uh, we're going to give him every opportunity to see what he can do. But the fact is, he's made his bones as a linebacker coach. So his money is going to kind of be on getting some improvement, you would think, in this young core of inside linebackers. If Joe Barry's uh, able to make an impact uh, specifically in year one as a defensive coordinator, you'd have to think that that's what we would like to see him be able to do, if nothing else. Uh, certainly as a defensive coordinator, he's calling 
a game. So there's more than just coaching up these linebackers. But I would expect that with his experience working uh, with that position and, uh, and, and the ability to be able to get improvement from young players in particular uh, is always something that you would expect a, a quality coach to be able to do. Uh, so perhaps uh, Goody was being a bit coy and is the improvement that he wants to see was actually just investing in a uh, coach that can can perhaps get the most out of the players that they have in that position already. I do not expect with where the Packers are at financially in their cap and kind of the moves they've made and the moves we're expecting to probably see uh, over the next couple of weeks and months uh, that they're going to be in a position to spend uh, anything on this group. I think they're pretty happy with the group they have and they'll add to the draft and on the fringes. Uh, perhaps if, uh, if someone gets cut, they're able to, uh, with some experience, they're able to bring someone in um, just to, to add another guy with, with perhaps a little bit more NFL experience. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, any significant sum of money. So I completely agree with you as far as what the strategy is. Yeah, and the good news, uh, one of the exciting things, it's not related necessarily inside linebacker, but uh, the cap is looking like it's at the very least going to be higher by about $5 million than we had initially thought, and it could even be higher than that. So, I mean, that's just something, you know, we'll be doing a lot of free agency talk, but um, it's something that's exciting to see if you're a Packer fan because, you know, just one less thing to, to be worrying about and maybe be able to add a piece here or there. Uh, we still might not be able to make a ton of splash plays, but Wags, um, at least, you know, we can tinker a little bit. And I believe in Goody to, to tinker and find the right guys that are the right fit to, to add to this roster to try to push us over the top. Right. And listen, he's not done. Uh, he made the, I suppose you could say easy or obvious moves uh, in, in a couple of the moves he's done so far, but there's some additional things they'll do to free up some money. Um, and if the cap goes up, that means every other NFL team has more money to spend too. So uh, we're not going to be getting into bidding wars with anyone either way, but I think you're absolutely right. They'll be able to maneuver, uh, have a little bit more space uh, to be able to make specific targeted moves that they feel like can uh, improve this roster. So every little bit helps and um, certainly excited by what, what they seem to have a plan. Um, we said that last year um, and I just, I so appreciate what Goody's been doing here in, in the, the few seasons he's been with the Packers because it seems fairly obvious that even if we don't know exactly what's going to happen, he's playing chess and not checkers. And so he's, he's got multiple moves up his sleeve. He, he may miss out on, on, you know, player A or player B, but he's going to have multiple different ways to affect this roster. Uh, if it's not a defensive lineman, maybe he gets one of his top targets at cornerback position or vice versa. So, there's things that they're going to be able to do, and I know that Goody's uh, hard at work uh, with the rest of that front office to, to get that all situated. Anything else to add on the inside linebacker spot? No, I mean, as strange as it is to say, I, I think this is a good group. Um, there's no proven commodities, certainly, uh, but I, I think these guys could play. Listen, they're going to add a, a few pieces, uh, but uh, I think these guys can play, and, and, um, I'm excited to see what Coach Barry can, can do with them. I, I really am. I, I think this is where he can make his mark. Uh, is, is, is he, can he get this young inside linebacker group to, you know, continue to develop and, and perhaps uh, turn into uh, a position 
that is no longer looked at as a weakness on this roster, but a strength. Uh, I, I think uh, he's got a few of the guys to be able to do that here. And it's certainly going to be an incumbent on them to keep working and improving. Uh, but I think we've got the right right group of guys to be able to do that. Well, folks, um, please follow us on uh, on our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Like, rate, review us. And uh, we'll just continue along doing these uh, positional previews. And we also have a lot of really exciting special guests that are going to be coming up here uh, during the off season. So thanks so much for listening today. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.